very few people were talking about the growth process. Right. Because if there's one thing about entrepreneurship that is not acknowledged the most is the fact that entrepreneurship is a mental jungle gym. It will stretch you in ways and reveal things about you like no other aspect ever will and can. Yeah. Be- because your mental, your personal development skills and your emotional intelligence this is the only time that those two things have a direct impact on your income. It's impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. The, the, the We Won't Quit podcast is designed to help entrepreneurs who are feeling stuck by limiting beliefs and procrastination. That's right. You're going That's to hear right. stories and lessons from incredible people who've overcome setbacks to comebacks because they have the mentality and they refuse to quit. Refuse to Your host is none other than Mike Humes, mailman to millionaire. The storyteller and leadership mentor, helping you shift and grow in your entrepreneurship journey. Tune into these episodes to get real stories from real people who've had real success. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Good morning, family. Welcome to another episode of the We Won't Quit podcast. I am your host, Mike Humes, and I am always excited. This week is no exception. I'm overly excited. If I could uh, be real with you this week, because I've been stalking this young lady for, I want to say, uh, since I, I first saw her uh, in an environment with a, a whole bunch of incredible entrepreneurs. But it was something about Gia Jordan that just stood out. And over the last few weeks, every one of my favorite podcasts, which is the podcast that I would jump on, I would see Gia Jordan up there of the Kaizen Mind podcast, not to mention she has her own podcast, the Kaizen Mind podcast, which we'll get into, but every single day, so much so, Gia, that I haven't been paying attention to my my own work because all I've been doing is watching you. So I said, I've got to do something and make sure I get Gia in front of the We Won't Quit (laughs) podcast family. Thank you so much, my friend, for taking time out to uh, join us this morning or afternoon or evening, whenever you're watching it this morning for us. How are you? I am very well. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's an honor. No, it's my pleasure. It's an honor for us to have you. And I don't know where to start. So many questions. And at the same time, as I start watching you uh, speak, here's the thing. I said, I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to watch, but I don't because I want to get a chance to just talk openly. Yeah. Right. With you and ask, ask questions, but I don't, where do I start? Well, first and foremost, I know you're from the DMV area, as am I. I am. Yes, and of I am course, proudly. We have to, yes, yes. We have to create that distinction uh, for those who don't know where the DMV is, the D.C., Maryland and Virginia area. Uh, born and raised here in the Washington, D.C. area. And you're in Northern Virginia. Yes, sir. I represent for the Commonwealth. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Virginia. So, mm-hmm. so whole life you spent your whole life in, in Northern Virginia. Yeah. Uh, OK, so where'd you go to school? Oh, my goodness. I went to school and a beautiful school in Prince William County. Yeah. OK. Okay, in the Prince William County area. Got it. Yeah. Got it. For those who don't know, just Google Prince William County. I grew, I, I don't I grew up on the far, far other side of that uh family. As I told you, G, I always get lost when I travel into Virginia. I have family in Southern Virginia and I still mm-hmm. get lost. I what travel. part of Southern Virginia? Uh, in the Petersburg, Virginia area. Okay. Yeah. I have family Here, out that Virginia way. State okay. University. Like literally, you could throw they could we we used to walk to Virginia State University from 
Uh, but a ton of my family kind of lives there. All migrated from North Carolina and uh, my mom and, and my grandparents are from up to. Nice. So where's your family originally from? My family's originally from Panama. Yeah, Central America, wow. Panama. Good stuff. So tell us about that. Is that someplace you travel to often or? Uh, Pre-pandemic, -pan -pre yes. Oh, sorry, I said, yeah. I said the P word, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, pre-panorama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has so many names now, right? The, the never-ending uh, P word. Although I feel like we're we're literally coming out of it at this point. Finally. I feel the same so. way. I feel the same way. Yeah. So yeah, all of my family is from Panama, and um, it is a beautiful country. I wish I could go there more often. I look forward to returning. Um, the vast majority of my family now lives in the United States, but I still have family in Panama that I love to see. I just love visiting the country. That's good. Do you travel a lot prior prior to the P word, right? Did you travel a lot? Yes, yes, yes. So oh my goodness, yes. Let us know some of those places. What are some of your favorite oh places to travel? Um, internationally or within the U.S.? Internationally. You can start internationally. Um, oh gracious. Okay, let's let's start, Gia. Let's go here. Uh, Taiwan was cool. Taiwan is awesome. Um, Austria, I have close family ties in Austria. So Austria is, believe it or not, like a second home to me. Austria. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful, so many people glance over that country. And I think that is its strength because Austria, people are like, okay, you want to go to Germany, you want to go to Prague, Croatia. No one thinks about Austria. Um, right. And that's why it's so precious to me. It's this untouched gem of Europe, Austria. So Austria, South Africa, of course, Panama, Colombia. I love Colombia. I love Colombia. Um, those are like my favorites, my real favorites. Of course, wow. like Canada, Toronto. Yeah. And Quebec, you, you just, Quebec is beautiful. You just dropped, you know, of course, Quebec and Toronto, like it's, you know, New York and because New they're Jersey. right up the street. They're right up the street. <laughs> they are. Right, right, right. So you're very well traveled. I in certain circles, I guess, but in my circles, no, believe it or not. Really? I have friends and family who are just like, girl, bye. You haven't been wow. anywhere. Yeah. So in certain circles, yes, in certain circles, no. Yeah, I, I think growing up and being in an environment, I mean, I was in an environment where a lot of folks never even left the city, yeah. you know, they stayed kind of grounded. My mom always made sure that I got to experience things, go out, put me on a plane when I was seven or eight to California and, and just she always tried her best to get us out of our environment. And then, of course, as an adult, I started to really get a chance to travel and experience places. But yeah. Not, I, I need to check out a few more places. So there were There's a few that, so uh, many. It is. There's, it is. There's so many. And the best yeah. part about it that is the greatest gift of travel is the expansion of the mind, right? And how it changes your perspective on things. Like mm -hmm. classic example, <laughs> being born and raised in the United States, let me just pan back here. The conversation of privilege is always a heated conversation, right? And right. depending on your environment dictates the level of privilege, privilege that you have. And so a lot of people uh, assume that 
only one race has a particular privilege. But when you travel, you also experience, uh, what's the best way of saying it? Like nationalistic privilege, right? What am I saying? I know for a fact that I have a level of privilege as a black American that my fellow brother and sister of South Africa does not have. Mm -hmm. I have a level of privilege. I am treated better in South Africa than my Black South African really? friends. Especially wow. when I open my mouth and I hear my American accent, right? Wow. So there is a level yeah. of privilege that we all hold. Now, the real question is how do we wield that privilege in a way that benefits others around us that don't have access right. that we have? Right? right. So it's it's really interesting to put yourself in all of these new and fresh settings to see where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. And it helps to change your perspective on things like earlier this week, as we were talking before we recorded, started this recording. Uh, I was on another podcast with our, our podcast brother Dapo of uh, right. music and nostalgia podcast and i was talking right, to shout him out to Dabo, shout out to Dabo. podcast right music yeah. and nostalgia. love it check it out exactly and the influence of travel also influences your taste in music your yes. taste in food Absolutely. and it redefines what is quote unquote foreign because right. we call things that are not in English and not American foreign. But the fun part is, or funny part is that if I'm in Taiwan, my English and my American food is foreign, right? So right. all of these things are interesting and it gives a, a fresh global perspective and it's helped me to have a deeper appreciation for humanity at large, because no mm. matter where we go, the ties that bind us is that we all have a beating heart and red blood and we all want to love and we all want to be accepted and we all want to live in peace. We're all the same. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. That's why I love traveling so much. I love traveling so very much. So you're definitely that person that's off the beaten path when you travel, right? You're not in the touristy areas because you don't get to experience that, you know, when you're, just you know at your hotel. right 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 you're getting sold the same little trinkets that are everywhere it just has a different little name on it i mean clearly uh to have that take and and that uh those experiences it's because you you get to deep dive into these cultures yes now let's make it clear i am not above a resort yeah. <laughs> i always say that there is a difference there is traveling and there's vacationing Vacationing right. is for relaxation and to unplug. And traveling is to deep dive in, to experience culture. Traveling is not always comfortable. My best and most richest uh, travel experiences were uncomfortable, right? But they were the best and most memorable moments of my life. But at the same time, your girl will pull up at a resort and get her fruity drink. Okay? You got to do it. Okay. You have to do it. Got to <laughs> unplug. Got to unplug. But that's so, totally. that's so interesting because uh, I went to... Nairobi, Kenya. I went to Kenya and then nice. uh, we caught a flight over to the uh, to watch the migration at the, uh, you know, the Serengeti going over to Tanzania. And uh, it was so amazing that experience. But it was 
traveling. It was not a vacation, right? Uh, just the preparation. And, and I mean, I was just taking notes every night just about each experience. And this was years ago and I still like, you know, lean on those experiences in making certain decisions. There was one instance, Gia, where it was a father and a son walking and the son seemed to be about 16, 17, uh, walking with his father and they were holding hands. Mm-hmm. And we were, you know, uh, I don't know where we were headed. I think we were on our way to Lake Victoria uh, to go like fishing near the Nile River. It was beautiful. And asked the gentleman, hey, they're holding hands like is that that's his that's his son. He was like, yeah, that's his son. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I usually don't see a son, that, you know, that age still holding hands. He was like, yeah, no, that's that's what we do. Like, you all don't do that as if. Yeah. It was it was beautiful. Just that whole thought process mm-hmm. uh, or culturally how others think about just showing affection at that age to your son. Yeah. But it was so many different experiences like that that uh, that really shaped me. So let me ask you about the Kaizen Mind podcast, because right. yes. the very first time, the very first time you talked about being in circles, right? The very first time I heard you mention the Kaizen Mind podcast, I definitely didn't know what Kaizen meant. So I'm trying to get <laughs> my phone out on the side, right? So I can I can look it up. I'm like, man, I got to do better. Do better, Mike. Like, keep going to, to look it up. Uh, Will you just kind of explain Kaizen Mind and how you came up with it and the meaning? That would be great. Of course. You're, first of all, you're not the only one. <laughs> you're <laughs> not you. the Thank only you. one. You're not alone, my friend. No, Kaizen is a Japanese philosophy that means continuous improvement. It actually has two definitions, continuous improvement and a change for the better. So I decided to name my platform Kaizen mind, because Kaizen is a philosophy that I personally live by, right? I recognize over a period of time that the real joy in my life is not about the grand, a ceremonious result of hard work, but the journey of doing the work. And oftentimes that is overlooked and underappreciated. And so Kaizen promotes the idea of continuous improvement and acknowledging those accomplishments along the way. And so on my platform, I interview amazing people, brilliant minds, uh, centered around conversations of entrepreneurship and beyond, because ultimately what I noticed was what was missing on social media, even though a lot of people were talking about entrepreneurship and it is very sexy and it's a very in thing to talk about, very few people were talking about the growth process, because if there's one thing about entrepreneurship that is not acknowledged the most is the fact that entrepreneurship is a mental jungle gym. It will stretch you (laughs) in ways and reveal things about you like no other aspect ever will and can. Yeah. Because your mental, your personal development skills and your emotional intelligence. This is the only time that those two things have a direct impact on your income. Direct. Right. You can have a job, be emotionally disconnected, have a poor, horrible mindset and still collect a check every two weeks. Doesn't affect it at all. 
But when you step into this ring of entrepreneurship, your head must be in the game because if not, you will get knocked out. And so over the period of time, I've been having these intimate conversations with entrepreneurs of all backgrounds and all phases uh, to help entrepreneurs, especially in the startup phase, because in that startup phase, it's extremely hard. You're working on gaining traction. You're figuring out your own systems and processes, and you're also alone. Entrepreneurship can be very, very lonely. That path yeah. is inadvertently alienating sometimes because of yeah. how society is designed, right? Everyone else is built and designed and groomed to go to school and get a job. Right. So here you are bucking the system, right. whether that was your intention or not. Who else can you have to bond and occasionally commiserate with <laughs> over yeah. this yeah. journey? So I decided to create the platform centered around that. Because ultimately, growing ourselves helps to grow our business. Yeah, no, such such a powerful. Uh, you, you live it. You can tell it's it's who you are. And I, I know folks. Are you. No, you do, you do, and and that goes back to Kai's mind, right? Continuous improvement, and you, I could see just how you live it. How much, how important community is uh, to you and for you. And you're right. When you're into entrepreneurship. One, you eat what you kill, right? Yes. That's the mentality. <laughs> yes. You know, if you don't get up, right? You you, you don't eat. It's, it's a little different. I could be negative. At the post office, it, everyone was kind of negative in my environment. So it kind of rubs off and I'm not a negative person. Mm -hmm. But again, you're in an environment with 400 people and, and bringing all those different issues in. But the check still cleared. Yes, it did. But in entrepreneurship, that disposition is everything. So I, how it did will you, make or break your, it will make or break your business. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That is, that's facts. I was also prepared because just like my buddy, uh, D Johns on the, uh, dear son podcast, right. One of my favorite uh, podcasts, shout out to D Johns. Uh, I know how he'll flip, uh, an interview, a conversation, right? So I need you all to keep count uh, when Gia flips this and has me uh, on the Kaizen mind. So if I pause a lot, it's because she has me, my wheels turning constantly with every conversation, every time we're in the same room uh, or on a Zoom, wherever it is. So I pay attention to that. But I love the fact that it's about continuous improvement mm -hmm. and growth. How did you where did that come from? What, what was the, the turning point? You know, I always, I think there's like a, a thousand decisions we make in our, our life, right? And I always believe there are about 20 that will, that can critically change the direction of your life. I like, I, I can pinpoint certain decisions I made that really changed which direction I was going to go. Mm -hmm. If I was going to be an entrepreneur, uh, if I was going to start a family, uh, you know, if I was going to buy a home, but just so many things and, and some of those moments I wasn't prepared for, I mean, because God sets it up so you don't know which 20, right? We <laughs> make a thousand yeah. decisions daily. What was the decision that you made that, that was a shift for you uh, in entrepreneurship, but in just changing your mindset? I think, oh, well, that's a super long story, um, but I'll give you the Cliff Notes version of it, which was I initially started two things. Um, Years ago, I started a travel agency with a relative, and that was my first time ever starting a business. And it was rocky, very, very rocky. Um, 
two reasons why. One, we had no idea what we were doing, no guidance, no mentors. That's why I love, by the way, that you have an open heart and you mentor people. It's so, important, so, so important. Mentorship is so important. Um, number two is we, well, I had no idea how many personal limiting beliefs I had about my potential, right? And that was revealed to me in this process, revealed, right? Mm. Remember that word, revealed. Now fast forward, because I hopped from business to business, right? So I started that business and that business folded. Then I said, okay, well, a couple of years ago, it was sexy and it was hot to do real estate investing, right? And so I said, ooh, let's hop on that. So I started going to these meetups. So they're called RIAs, which is all these meetups with real estate investors. And there's a robust community here in the DMV of different RIAs. So I started attending those, right? And I said, oh, this is cool. I want to do this. And these meetups happen usually once a month and multiple take place in the DMV, right? So I was going to the, all of them. I was going into your neck of the woods in Maryland. I was in Alexandria, you know, DC, everywhere, going to all of these. And it was interesting because over the period of time, you'll meet up with people month to month, month to month, month to month, and you recognize, or at least I recognize certain themes. And the theme that I recognized that stuck out to me was that what made certain people more successful than others was not their intellect, excuse me, intellect. It was not their access to capital. It was their drive. It was their mindset. I saw people who were him and Han, and I saw go-getters. Yeah. And I said, oh, this is interesting here because it challenged what I thought was possible for myself because I saw people who were in the same circumstances like me. Uh, but the difference between them and me is that I made excuses and they did not. Mm, wow. Right? Wow. And so I saw barriers and they just saw areas where they had to make a way. Right. So I was too busy focusing on the barriers and they were looking up for ways to pass through challenges. And so that's why they were able to progress at a rate that I did not. And so I said, oh, this is this is very, very interesting here. And it consistently happened time over time where I started watching people, watching people. And, you know, success does leave clues. Right. It was not about once again, it was not about access to money. It was not about intellectual prowess. It was about their grit to get it done. It was about their commitment. It was about their mindset. It was about their thirst. And I said, oh, this is, this is interesting. This is different. And so I actually went down the path of doing what I do naturally, right? I've been doing this even before there was a camera and a mic in front of my face, which was interviewing people. So I would ask questions. <laughs> I was asking all of these questions and trying to figure out how and why and basically understand their psyche because that okay. was the difference, their psyche. Right. Right. And I recognized that it was my mindset that was all messed up and jacked up. And the birth of this current platform, the Kaiser Mind podcast took place there. That was the genesis of it because the conversations that I was having offline at these RIAs 
I ultimately started to turn into Instagram lives, right? Because a lot of these people we kept in contact via social media. And so I would start doing Instagram lives, talking to them. And that naturally turned into a YouTube channel. And now it's a podcast, but it all started with failure. Ain't that something? It, it, it always does. Well, from I think success is right on the other side of failure. Most people think mm-hmm. it's the opposite, like it's going in two different directions, but you've got to go through failure, right? To gain experience, right? And, and what we're looking for is experience. Yeah. And, and from those rears, you were able to gain experience by conversing with these individuals who basically said, just keep going. Yeah. And, and it leads to success. That is yeah. amazing. So many people, I'm sure, just stop going, stop attending. Yes. They did. And it's just not for me versus focusing in on, right, continuous improvement. Yeah. And asking questions. So you've naturally been a person who asks questions, right? Always. Since birth. People, really. Since and it's birth, funny, yeah. right? Because as kids, they always tell us, you know, stop asking so many questions. Like, you didn't grow up in a household like that, uh, I'm assuming. No, I didn't. Thankfully, I did not. And I think asking questions is a life hack. There are so many. Truly. Like, say that again. Like, truly, that's a <laughs> It really is. It really is. Yeah. Asking questions is a life hack. There are so many times where we are afraid we have, we have a question about something. Sometimes it's a clarifying question and we're afraid to ask. And a lot of times we're afraid to ask one of the most important questions, which is why and how, why and how. And if we muster up the boldness and the courage to do so, miraculous things happen. One of the things that I've learned over a period of time, being bold enough and brave enough to ask hard questions is a lot of people are more giving than you think. They're more giving than you think. Now there is a a, a skill to it, right? It's asking questions respectfully. Uh, asking questions at the right time, but still ask the question. You're not going to win if you don't try to make the shot, right? You have to ask the question. And so over a period of time, asking people how they accomplish particular tasks or particular uh, goals in their lives, the, the answers have been astounding. Some are very rich and detailed and some are very simple, but overall, the thing that it has taught me is a lot of things that we think are super hard, aren't that hard. They just take hard work. Really not that hard. You know, we always assume everything is like astrophysics. It's it's not. (laughs) It's it's not. But it does take hard work and a level of commitment to do it and become it. But if anything, I want people to hear that if you're bold enough to ask more questions, you will get better answers. And the interesting thing is, as humans, we are always on a search. We're always on a quest to find answers to deep and meaningful questions. But when we have the opportunity to really ask, a lot of us cower and we don't. And we miss opportunities. 
Some people right. are missing out on the love of their lives because they don't ask. Wow. Some people are That's missing out on major financial opportunities because they don't ask. There's been polls proven that people don't ask for raises. You're not going to lose your job. Ask. Ask the questions. If anything, asking questions, first of all, people respect it because they recognize, oh, wow, Mike is really thinking deeply about this. He's been observing me. Wow. Okay. He's put in the effort of observing and formulating this question. Let me grace him with the same respect and giving him the answer. The coolest thing is that a lot of times some people don't have a clear, concise answer, but they will give you a clue or a nugget that can help you find the next person who may have the answer to it. So if you were to treat life like you do your Google searches, a lot of people will accomplish so much more. So much more. I always say that's that's so profound what you just share and truly because the life hack isn't just asking questions. It's how you expound it on it. Mm-hmm. And it, it allows you to go from just working hard because it is hard work, but it allows you to work smart. Yeah. Asking questions allows you. It, it's, it's just working smart yeah. versus hard. You still have to do some hard work. But if if I could ask you some questions, Gia, and I'll continue to. And basically, you're going to drop the breadcrumbs on the way to grandma's house. All I got to do is pick them up. <laughs> yes, that's right? true. And, that's very and true. it just leads me to the path of, of success. No, that's that's great. That's great. Why do you think people don't ask questions? Do they feel like, I mean, we're in a, a reality TV society where folks do Google everything. But yeah. for the most part, we want just to sit back and be entertained. Yeah. Um, I think people don't ask questions because it all goes back to fear, fear of rejection, fear of being taken the wrong way, fear of sounding or being intrusive. But if you ask, once again, if you ask the question in a respectful and honest, matter-of-fact way, people are more, more likely to answer it and they're not going to be offended by it. Especially if you ask the question give the backstory as to why you are asking the question. So classic example, Mike, if I wanted to become a mentor to many, and I know that you have a proven track record of helping people and mentoring people and building businesses and things of that nature, instead of me coming up to you and saying, Michael, how many people have you exactly mentored and how much income have they made? That sounds very intrusive, right? But I come to you and say, Michael, I'm really inspired by the work you're doing. I see you working. I want to do something similar. I want to be a mentor. How did you do it? What challenges did you have along the way? What suggestions would you have for me? You see how the tone is different? Completely different. Completely different. I've shown appreciation for what you've done, Right. right? Right. Butted you up a little bit, but it's sincere. It's not insincere. Right. Yeah. I've given you context of why I'm asking this question, my challenge. And the cool thing about the human psyche is if a human sees a human struggling and they have the ability to help them, it is in their DNA to attempt to help. It's the way we're built. It's the way we're built. Right. So if I tell you what I'm struggling with, I've given you context of why I'm asking you these questions. And then you can go ahead and answer the question because you're more likely to answer the question because I'm telling you why I'm asking this question. And then when you start answering the question, I can gently 
and respectfully probe a little deeper, probe a little deeper, probably because I've built my trust. I built trust with you. I built rapport with you. And you understand that you are in a safe space with me because I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to dig for gold and take everything from you. I really am trying to seek help. Hey family, when was the last time you got a chance to wear something meaningful? Whether it was today, last month, or never. I want you to understand that Jack Design has a message that will resonate with each of you. Each and every design is intended to inspire action while reminding us to wear art. You can mix metal with a flower and wear the steel rose collection. You can unleash your creative genius. Or you can participate in our legacy with the signature collection. Here's what I need you to do. Go visit their website and peruse the gallery. Make sure you put in Don't Quit 22 in the promo code so you can receive that 10% discount just for being a part of the We Won't Quit podcast family. Go out and check out Jack Design. You will not be disappointed. Right. And people respond to that much better. Yeah, absolutely. I love how you just explained a gold digger in such a reverse connotation. <laughs> I was like, wait, that's a gold digger. So <laughs> gold from your pocket but absolutely when whenever someone comes to me i'm sure when folks come to you people come to you uh with questions of being mentored first and foremost i found that it was key for me to work my way into the right rooms and you've already talked about attending these events yeah and everywhere so i mean how important is it to belly to belly, face to face, to literally get in front of people and in the right room. Uh, That's been life changing. Yeah. No, go ahead. That's another hack. And the interesting part about that is because of current events, everything has gone virtual. Now, like you're saying, we're coming out of a dark place. A lot of us are finally, you know, coming back to doing things in person again. The drawback of that is there are a certain group of people who have gotten a little too comfortable in the virtual space. The virtual space is wonderful to get familiar with people, but if you want to increase the bond and increase the intimacy, you have to be face-to-face with people. You got to be. You yeah. just got to be. There are there are visual, visual and physical cues that you just can't read virtually right. that you can pick up on in person. Yeah. And so the great thing about talking to people in person is that you build rapport faster and here's the thing going back to questions the sooner you build rapport the deeper your questions can go with that person right sooner you build rapport because rapport is the 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 preliminary phase to trust right you have to build yeah. rapport to someone before you can build trust with them. So build that rapport. It's faster to build it in person than virtually. So you build that rapport, you build that trust, you build that bond. The bond and that trust is so important in order to ask more detailed, intimate questions. And let me preface this by saying that you're not asking questions just for the sake of asking questions. That's annoying to people. Right, right. It's for you to have a deeper and better understanding of whatever subject or challenge that you're going through. And people sense that as well. People sense that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, you know, when someone, you can, I always say people can smell commission on your breath. Like if you're just coming up trying to. 
you can like you really can tell when someone is just like i just want what you have and, yes. and or i just want you to get what i have and come on let's do it right mm. it's just has nothing to do with uh any mutual uh, respect or even building a rapport and yeah. as a mentor and i'm sure you mentor so many uh directly and indirectly like you have no idea like you've been a mentor to me indirectly oh, just watching how you work which is what i love about our circle you know when you we just being in an environment where it stretches you to be around people who are going and growing in the direction you want to go and mm -hmm. so that's such a key statement obviously uh, now that we're back face to face more than we were than we've been, you know, depending on where you are in the world and, and in the country you're in and, and place you're in city, state, right? Everything is changes. But what would you say for folks who because we saw a lot of people come up, Gia, and during the pandemic, like yes. <laughs> a lot of people stay, sit behind a camera and just literally build a business. I do think it allowed us to think about a plan like a plan B. Yeah. And, and so now that we're transitioning back, you know, it, it's this is one of those pivotal times in history. I feel uh, that there are going to be more entrepreneurs than ever. More people are going to have found that their day job is no longer their destiny. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're finding something different. You know, I, I think they're finding their voice. Yeah. But, well, what was getting in the right room? You kind of talked about going from room to room and asking the right questions. What what was it about positioning yourself? Because you mentioned fear, mm -hmm. right? And I want to bring it back up because fear is 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 so key. It's not going to go anywhere, right? Fear is just there, but you seem to fight the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Um. I want to before I answer that question, and I will. I want to piggyback on what you were saying in regards to people transitioning post panorama <laughs> and, <laughs> and the truth is you said they're going back they're not there there's no way people are going back the same right so even if they're going back physically to their nine to fives they're not going back the same the mindset has changed permanently yeah and so when it comes to this transition of so many people entering into entrepreneurship it is exciting to see um and it just deepens my my why in the work that i do because i know that statistics have proven that what is it only one out of five businesses I don't want to misquote the fact, but the point is, is that very few of these businesses are going to be here five years from now. Right. Absolutely. Very few of them. Yeah. A lot of them are going to wither away because of finances, but even though they may classify it as financial issues, a lot of that was because of inexperience, lack of knowledge, systems, and the proper mindset to weather the storm. And so that is why it's so incredibly important to me that I do my part in helping people keep their head in the game. 
because there are storms. We can all attest to it. There are storms. But getting back and answering your question in regards to getting into rooms, you know, social media is funny. It's amusing the type of uh, messaging that floats around, right? And what sticks. And everyone's like, you got to be in the room. You got to be in the room. (laughs) (laughs) And then sometimes I'm like, I am in the room. I'm in my bedroom and I'm comfortable. Thank you. Like, (laughs) that's good. I'm good. Exactly. And here is what people miss. People think that being in the room is being in the room with the most important, popular people. Wrong. You want to be in a room where there's nothing wrong with meeting people who are popular, um, but I want you to be in rooms where people are profitable. Number one. Okay. I'm going to leave that right there. Right. <laughs> I'm going to leave that right there. Popularity does not equal prosperity. Okay. They are not mutually exclusive. There are certain people, there are very popular celebrities that are in debt. It's the same with business owners, especially on social media. So don't confuse the two, number one. Number two, if you're going to go to these events, I want you to go to events. Hmm. I'm going to use an easy example. We all love David, right? David Shands, right? Absolutely. Salt of the earth, sweet, genuine guy. Certain people and certain online personalities draw a particular clientele, okay? They do. They draw a particular oh, absolutely. clientele. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yes. All right. You have your, yeah. your world star community, world star. Right. right, right. And you have people who love Time Magazine, different clientele, right? right. <laughs> okay. You have a lot of space in between there. Too. A lot of space. That's a true. Lot of, I like I like how you show how the pendulum swings both ways. You went to all the way to to each end, but go ahead. Okay, they're both media outlets. They are right. true, true. All right. So the same with particular people that you may admire on social media or in business in general. Be observant of the crowd that they draw. Be observant of the crowd and the people that they are around right? Who they openly express affiliation with. If that group of people resonates with you, then they're going to attract similar people. Why is that important? Because when you attend events that are hosted by such ones, once again, I'll give, I'll go back to David because we all love David. Um, The events that David hosts, right? Are events of other genuine hearted, entrepreneurs who are on their grind. It doesn't mean that I have the ability to speak to all the speakers on the stage, right? Because everyone wants to talk to the speakers, but it's about who the speakers draw. It's about who's in the audience. It's about who's in the audience. I have created the best bonds for people that I met in the audience because high quality attracts high quality. Right. Okay. So that's what I mean by being intentional on the rooms that you go in. It's not about being in rooms because a particular person has a large following. We're not looking, we have to change the matrices of success. (laughs) It is not about how many people are following you. It's about the impact of the people that are following you. Are you creating impact in their lives? 
Yeah. And how you know that is how they respond to you and how they support you. I have seen people who have modest followings, but they're creating impact in these people's lives. And you can see it by how those people respond back to them and their reputation. I'm big on reputation. Word flies. Offline more than online. Word flies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow, you dropped so many amazing gems there. And I'm thinking as you're saying it, because just being in a circle and we mentioned David Shands, for those who uh, don't follow the social proof podcast or uh, David Shands, definitely check him out. I mean, my level of growth just from being able to tune in to the amazing entrepreneurs uh, that he brings week in and week out. Uh, You know, I, I remember seeing, hearing David say, if you don't come out of this you know, pandemic, panorama, however we want to distinguish it. If you don't come out of this with that business, that idea, that song, or what have you written, shame on you. Yeah. Like, that was just so powerful. It was like, don't allow this idle time to get you. And so yeah. that you really, what you mentioned, Gia, and, and I'll let you add to it, is it's not just getting into the room to focus on getting what you want from the speaker, but to also focus you know, just as much on the crowd, right? Yeah. Because they may have the answer to what you're looking for more so than those who are on stage. Yes, yes. And there are people who, mm, oh, should I say this? Come on, come on. (laughs) Don't quit now until we won't quit podcast. (laughs) You don't have to be on stage to be accomplished. There are a lot of people that choose. There are a lot of people. There are titans amongst you. They just choose to stay in the shadows. They don't want the spotlight. Right. That is a choice for them. Yeah. So that's why I say, and I I have attested to it. I can attest to it. That I have met titans that can run circles around people who were on the stage. Yes. But they made a choice to stay off the stage because that's just not them. But those same Titans have helped me tremendously because they want to build. They want to be in that environment. They too are on a journey of growth. Growth never stops, right? And they are givers as well. So they've given me tons of insight and assistance in ways that I would have never had if I was not willing to step in that room and open my mouth and say hello. Wow. It's powerful. It speaks, as you just mentioned, to who they are, mm-hmm. to 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 not feel as if their light is dim because the spotlight's not on them. Mm-hmm. You know, like to, to be comfortable with yourself and who you are and whose you are uh, and to continue to be in a state of continual growth and learning. Right. To be in an environment that you're not too big to to continue to be stretched. Yeah. And I know, yeah. I'm sure you can understand too. We're all here in the Washington DC area. I always make a joke. First of all, to my to my beautiful uh, listeners in Atlanta, you guys are wonderful. <laughs> Atlanta's great. But I always, I have friends in Atlanta who are like, oh, you should move to Atlanta. And I'm just like, mm, nah, I'm a DME girl, true and true. And it's always interesting to me to see the stark difference between the cities, right? Because Atlanta is very showy and glittery. And as you know, D.C. is very subdued. 
very right. conservative. We don't do that. <laughs> and so it's interesting because the most powerful people, and I mean that, I know you understand when I say that, some of the most powerful people in the world live in the city. Absolutely. But, but they don't want any of the limelight. They don't it. want any of that shine. That is also naturally because of the work that they're in, right? Being a part of the government, any affiliation with it, you have to lay right. low. But still that psyche rubs off in the culture of the city, right? It so does. it rubs off. So we're a very subdued, very conservative for the most part city. It does not diminish the level of wealth and accomplishment that we have though. Right. Yeah. It does not diminish that. So I liken that to, like I said, people who choose to, for whatever reason, there's no shame with it. Because even choosing to share your success publicly helps the community at large. Because if we don't see us, we don't know that us exist. Right. That's why it's right. a beautiful thing that people are willing to share their accomplishments on camera to the world. We need that. Imagine if Oprah existed, but she wanted to lay low. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Think about that. I would not yeah, be on here on the mic without her. <laughs> might not be a Tyler Perry. It would not right? be a Tyler Perry. Right. And, and so, so, so many others. I don't know why I started. Right. I mean, so many names that we could. But that's the thing about this area that I've always loved as well. Uh, when as, as I built a business across the country, right, for the last 20 plus years. And there have been places where I said, OK, I think I'm going to get a place here. I'll get a place there. But my roots were always going to be here because it was so progressive to me. Yes. And from a standpoint, we're not talking politically, but from a standpoint of people that look like me were yes. going and going. So it, even if I had the truck and I had the, the house, everybody had the truck or yes. had the house. And so I just fit yes. in. And yes. it wasn't something that you talked about. But it's, yeah, not, a no, you have, it's not, yeah. a it's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. But it kept me growing. It kept me uh, competitive in a sense of just knowing that I have I've not arrived. Like mm. you haven't done anything. Ooh, I and I, I always wanted to build like that and being in, in rooms where you didn't have to say what you did. Mm -hmm. uh, you were in the room. So it kind of talked, you know, it spoke. And and it's it's always great when you can look around and see people that look like you who are having success, yeah. who are taking notes and or, you know, uh, speaking and just uh, just in the right environment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. We, we, we do love Atlanta. We're not saying we don't love Atlanta. I, I love Atlanta. Didn't. You guys are great. My heart <laughs> is in the DMV. Yeah. My heart is here. It is. Same here. Same here. It, it's a lot of growth taking place uh, in, in here and in ATL. One thing I learned, Gia, because uh, formerly, I don't know if you know, I was a mailman, right? So mm -hmm. I delivered mail. I grew up in Southeast D.C., mm -hmm. right? Southeast is how we you know, traditionally say it, right? Grew up in Southeast. <laughs> that's where I'm from. But I delivered mail in Georgetown which is- Oh, wow, you know, wow, on the other side of the world. That's Completely like the have and have nots. Oh my gosh, so listen, I'm delivering mail in Georgetown. I don't, first, I don't know how I even got a route in Georgetown because you're starting out, like I'm 21 when I started this career. Yeah. And as a postal worker, which I wanted, I really wanted this. I was a fifth year sophomore in college, right? It was bringing down a GPA at a whole university. So, it was, right? It was, uh, <laughs> so I would start working 80 hours a week delivering mail. But here's what I found delivering in Georgetown. There were so many pockets of success, just streets, just blocks, just 
neighborhoods I had no idea existed outside of Wisconsin Avenue where you would typically mm-hmm. just go shopping and things like that, that just blew me away. And yeah. what I found daily uh, is I was delivering mail to, you know, just the most unassuming of, of millionaires and yes. uh, that had checks coming in every day. I mean, you know, your mailman reads your mail, right? But no, <laughs> you know, these folks were working from home and had checks coming. They had residual income. They had yeah. just recurring income. And that is what made me want to, first and foremost, buy a house. I set a goal to buy my home within a year uh, of wow. starting that career. So it was before I said, before I, well, I turned 22, I need a home because I was delivering mail to these multi-million dollar homes. Mm-hmm. Now my home was about as big as the screen we're on, but it was, uh, it, it was, so but it was a goal. It was, yeah. it was a goal and a big yard, bigger than the house, but it was, uh, it was just because of the environment is what I'm getting at. That yes. environment changed my thinking. Yes. It allowed me to see that there were a lot of entrepreneurs uh, that came from all walks of life uh, and how they acquired their wealth was different. So yeah, being in the right room uh, is it. I, I love what you said too about uh being profitable. Just, yeah. you know, being popular does not equate to profit. Yes. And I'm so happy you touched on that because I speak about that often because people always ask me and I understand. I speak about mindset. That is, that's my platform, right? And the space of personal development, things can get a little murky because there's various ideologies. And so everyone always says, well, you got to build a better mindset. You got to build a better mindset. And never ever, ever talks about how to do it. How, what are the yeah. tactics to build a better mind? It's almost t- like telling someone, excuse me, you got to lose weight. You got to lose weight, but you don't tell them how but you're nagging at them to lose the weight. Um, Mindset, the simplest way, and I talk about this time and time again, you need three things. You need exposure, experience, and then the education. Exposure, experience, and the education. Those three and those three in that sequence, exposure, experience, education, right? Those three. And why is that trifecta required? Because if I give you the education before you're exposed to the concept, it's not going to stick. If I give you the experience before or after the, it's still not going to stick either. right? Right. So going back to your very example, what unlocked your brain, you said it, you were exposed to something. That was it. Exposure. You know, I've invested in events just for the exposure. And I'm not talking about being seen. I'm talking about being exposed to a new experience. I attended, I (laughs) attend, I attended the best money ever spent too. I attended a retreat and I go to conferences, get this. Oh, you got me sitting up now. Get this. <laughs> I attended a retreat just to be around women who were millionaires, black women like me who were millionaires. Mm. I wanted to be exposed to it. And I wanted to experience having conversations with them. 
And it wasn't that I wanted to meet them to ask them, how do you make your millions? But yes, so I invested, I invested, and it was an investment for me to attend an event where I knew that there were women who were generating seven figures. And I don't know, I don't want to date this interview, and I apologize if I do, but it's so important for context. Last night, I don't know if you saw the interview of Steve Harvey. Did you see the Steve Harvey interview? I I know of it. I haven't seen it yet. And then I got a message about it at, say, two in the morning. And I'm thinking, okay, so it must be. So thanks for the confirmation. So by the time of this, uh, I will have seen it. Pop the popcorn, grab a drink and a notebook and a pen. Really? Yes, sir. He gave Uh a master class. Steve Harvey, shout out to EYL. He gave a masterclass last night. Um, But one thing that stood out to me the most was, and I was like, oh, pat on the back, Gia. Good job. You're on the same page. But she was talking about how he had the opportunity to speak with Robert Smith. And for those who do not know, Robert Smith is a very successful businessman and he is a billionaire. And how he spoke to him and he spoke to him for a considerable amount of time and the entire time he never asked for money. And he said that he did not want to ask for money. He wanted the knowledge. And that was, I was like, oh my God, that was me. That was me. That's why I attended that event. I attended that event, not because I wanted these women to give me their exact blueprint for making seven figures. It was, no, it was what is required of me. How do these women think? How do they act? How do they run their businesses? What challenges are they dealing with? What do I need to prepare for now in order to get where they are? What do I need to prepare for now? So I attended that event, once again, not to ask for a loan or anything, (laughs) but I wanted to understand these women. And I knew this. So sorry, excuse me. No, you're fine. I knew this. Like I told you, the three simple steps to changing your mindset is exposure, experience, and education. And I knew that the first step that I needed, because I had that mental block, we all had this barrier in our head, whether we recognize it or not, that there is something different about this person. And that is the reason why that person was able to achieve X or Y. Right. Even though cognitively, we can all say, well, yeah, you know. Jeff Bezos isn't better than me. Yes. But I need you to go and have lunch with Jeff Bezos to recognize that he's human, just like you. Yeah. That's a, that's the exposure piece. Right. Mm. So I wanted to go and spend time with these women so that I can have that exposure piece too. I knew it cognitively, but there's one thing to know and it's another thing to feel it. Right. Yeah. You needed that confirmation. So you sit down, everyone's dining at the same area together. Everyone's chit-chatting together. There's no dollar signs above anyone else's head. Everyone is human. We're all ladies, chopping it up as ladies do. Once again, boom, knock down that exposure and that experience. Because now I'm experiencing new conversations, right? Yeah. Because now they're helping me to, just because of their own personal lives, their current challenges with dealing with managing a team and dealing with finding the right lawyers and dealing with all these little things that I, at that current time, did not have to deal with. But once again, it's all about 
exposing myself to these conversations, experiencing it. And here's the other beautiful thing about, ah, uh, the best thing about it is they did not view me as beneath me, beneath them. Right. They viewed me as their peer. Why is that so important? Because I always go back to the human psyche. I love neuroscience. That's another conversation for another day. <laughs> I love neuroscience, right? But because I'm always talking about how you can hack the brain for success. And when it comes to breaking down these mental and emotional barriers to success of what we think we are or are not worthy of and what we think we are not capable of, it's much more than an Instagram post about motivation. It's much mm. more than that. You have to be able to do the work to unpack why you're feeling the way you're feeling about your limiting beliefs, and you must actively challenge them. So by experience and exposure, you are actively challenging these limiting beliefs to verify if they are true or if they are bold-faced lies. And 99% of the time, they are bold-faced lies. So mm -hmm. as I was dining with these lovely ladies, as I was talking and conversing, bonding, chit-chatting, kikiing, as those chocolate ladies love to do, love to kiki, you know, <laughs> um, they were asking me questions like, well, Chia, why don't you try to do this to your business? That might be helpful. Why don't you do that? Yeah, you do one, two, three. Yeah, you can generate X, Y, Z in a certain amount of time. And I'm thinking to myself, whoa, I didn't ask for the consultation. I'm just here just to be exposed and mm -hmm. to experience these conversations. I wanted nothing from these women. I wanted nothing. The only thing I wanted to know from them, well, what was it like to be you? Mm. Because that's the track I'm on. Right, so I'm right. just I'm just here to figure out how you can put me on, on game. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. What should I look out for now? What should I hold tight to now? But like I said, this entire experience, what ended up happening? I saw myself because they saw me as their peer. I started to see myself as their peer. Do you know the power that has on your psyche? When someone that you once pedestalized, mm -hmm. right? Someone you once put on a pedestal is now someone that you view as your peer. How does that have an effect on your mindset? your actions and your outlook on life. That mess is powerful. Actions alone, right? And with all of these life hacks you've been sharing, my mind and my wheels have been churning because this is how I've gotten to this point. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, how I'm going to go to the next level. Exactly. It's because of that. And, it, and really, I don't want to glance over the fact that or gloss over the fact that you the exposure piece was so key because most people aren't willing to make the investment mm -hmm. to get in the right room. And when you make the right investment, as you've made in investments, I should say that you've made, the assumption is because most people won't do it. You're part of the 1% that will to just get in the room to get the information mm -hmm. that, yeah, you're with us. Let's, let's talk. So we're talking on the same level. Mm -hmm. it, it, you're not, coming in, trying to take from them, trying to just pull from them. And I wasn't coming in attempting to put on airs like, oh, yes, I'm just like right. you. No, I came in saying, hey, right. I'm here. Yeah. I got a ticket. I'm here just to yep. talk to you ladies about your yeah. experiences. Here are my experiences. 
Because just right. like you said, we are is an interchange of encouragement. So I was sharing insight and experiences that helped them. And I didn't even think that my experiences could help them. But guess what? Why not? We're all human. All human. We're all on the same journey. Don't yeah. let your bank account determine the value of the person. There are crappy millionaires and they're generous millionaires. They're good and bad. Your good and bad is not indicative of your bank account. Right. It's not. Right. It's not. So right. I want people to hear this. The more you're willing to step out in step out of your comfort zone, especially socially, to step into these rooms, step in as you, number one, and step in open. You gotta step in open. Mm-hmm. You gotta step in open, open to listen, open to receive, open to learn. Step in open. Step in open means you're also willing to ask those questions. We already covered earlier that we can ask intense, I shouldn't say intense, but you can ask intimate questions if you phrase it respectfully. And people sense, people sense when you're when you're respectful and sincere, right? Yeah, absolutely. They can sense that, they can read that. Yeah. But yeah. being willing to put yourself in those environments is another life hack because now what was once lofty is now a normal, is not, is not a thing anymore. It's no longer a lofty goal. It's just a goal. Yeah. It's just a goal. It's just a goal. Just like weight loss. You may want to lose 40 pounds, 50 pounds, but it's learning how to knock off those first five, right? Those first five, man, that's tough. That was the one, right? Changing the habit. Changing the habit. Changing the habit. But if you're around people who have only lost 10 pounds, they're going to constantly be telling you, yeah, that first five, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you talk around people who have lost 30 pounds, they're going to say, yes, we understand the struggle, but you're going to get here. Keep going. You're going to get there. Keep going. Not not only will they tell you to keep going uh, in in that facet, but they're going to tell you exactly what you're going to feel after five pounds, what you feel after seven pounds. Hey, what you're going to feel when you when that first meeting bombs, uh, what are you going to feel after you first been on stage? Uh, They're going to tell you all the idiosyncrasies that go along with success and business. And this is why, family, uh, you got to tune into the Kaizen Mind (laughs) podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What Gia does on a daily basis all day, every day, um, is just empower people through yeah. your conversation, through your energy, through who you are. Like we, we're going to have to do a pod, uh, uh, look, I'm about to say a pod, like podcast, but a part two, uh, please, please. No, I, listen, it, it is, you know, one thing I learned when, again, I'm Googling, uh, Kaizen, when you first said it, this was, I mean, months, months ago, when you first kind of brought it up and I was looking into, is it, uh, now I'm a butcher, the name Masaki, am I? Masaki, Masaki, am I? Is, isn't, is it, cause I saw the term was Japanese mm-hmm. and he was, he has done all this research on the Kaizen mind. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at him and I was oh, looking at Masaki. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, good yeah. stuff. I was like, "Oh man, you just you just killed it!" Like, man. Little little bit, stuff. That's okay. I'm a world star, right? No, but uh, but as I was looking into it, and, he, and every all these principles around yeah. the kaizen mind, and he talks about it's literally the standard of daily improvement. 
right? Yes. Where there is no standard, there is no daily improvement was one exactly. of his quotes. And everything you're talking about is about improving yourself daily. Those, those. It's those micro those stretches. Right, right. It's those the micro stretches. Yeah. You don't think it's happening. You don't see it. And that's when it's happening. Totally. And what I know is for those who got a chance to hear you, who get a chance to listen to this over and over, uh, is they're going to grow, get those, those daily levels of growth. They're going to pick up this and that, all those nuggets and those gems. Uh, but the exponential growth uh, that you're experiencing, that those around you are experiencing as a result of being in your environment, uh, is going to come to fruition as well. So please keep moving forward. Keep grinding. Don't forget about me. Little people like me, please keep please. me in your circle. Right? I'm going to work harder. Never that. Gonna, Never that. I'm going to the exposure, right? And, uh, and, and, and the education and, and all three, right? Are the ease so I can make sure that I, I stay in the right environment. But I sincerely yeah. mean you're, you're just such a blessing to those who get a chance to, to hear you, to know you, uh, and to glean from your wisdom uh, and, and just all that you bring. Uh, so thank you, my friend, for thank taking time. You. It is thank such an you. honor. And yes, got to be a part two. I look forward two. to it. Thank you so much for having me on. This was wonderful. Let folks know once again how they can find you. They can find me on Instagram at the Kaizen Mind Podcast, as well as on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, you name it, I'm there. Just type in the word Kaizen Mind. Kaizen is spelled K-A-I-Z-E-N. That's K-A-I-Z-E-N. And of course, on YouTube at the Kaizen Mind Podcast. Once again, Kaizen spelled K-A-I-Z-E-N, the Kaizen Mind Podcast. Awesome. Awesome. All right, family. This has been another episode of the We Won't Quit podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. God bless. See you. Hey, family. Did you know that the things you say to yourself about yourself would eventually determine who you attract and even what you attract for ourselves? You know, want to know where I learned that? I learned that from listening to the Self Talk Experience podcast. Look, I'm excited because some of my mentors, Donnell and Tracy Self, have started a podcast that is exploding simply because they're shifting the way people think. I've been blessed to know this couple for about 25 years, and there's no way I would have went from mailman to millionaire if it wasn't for this couple. Look, I've watched them personally help dozens of individuals earn a seven-figure income, but I've also watched them help thousands of people shift the way they think inside of their family, inside of their marriage, inside of their household, inside of their their job, inside of their career, and change lives. And now, for free, you get a chance to experience what many have paid tens of thousands of dollars to experience. Go watch the Self Talk Experience podcast. I promise you, your life will never be the same.